welcome to episode four of Under the Same Stars podcast. I'm your host, Zhongwei Benise Kuei, and I'm so excited you're listening today. And I'm very honored to introduce one of my role models and a super badass woman, Jackie Kennedy. Jackie's the owner and operator of Sweat Club Fitness Studio in Thunder Bay, Ontario. She's a certified personal trainer and a bodybuilding specialist coach, among other things. Um, She's doing amazing things in the community, um, lots of fundraising, and just pulling people together in in unity. And um, we had a really amazing um, talk. And what I felt like the theme that came out was was really setting intentions and, and manifesting those intentions in a powerful way. So I hope you enjoy the episode, and I'd love uh, to hear any comments from you. Miigwech. Hello, Buju. Thank you for joining us today on another episode of Under the Same Stars podcast, where I'm highlighting amazing individuals that are creating unity within their communities across Canada. So I'm your host, Zhongwei Benise Kuei, which means Sounding Thunderbird Woman, and I am an Anishinaabe woman from Rocky Bay First Nation in Ontario, and I'm currently living in Thunder Bay. So today I'm like super excited to be talking with Jackie Kennedy, and um, so maybe first let's start off, you can tell people a little bit about yourself. Well, I am born and raised in Thunder Bay. I opened my own gym three years ago yesterday was my uh, anniversary. Congratulations. Thank you. And I do a lot of fundraising for the community and charities through that business. Okay. I feel that as a business owner, it is our responsibility if we have the venue to host certain things to help with with the community. Mm -hmm. So uh, I do a MS fundraiser. I run a Parkinson's program called Rock Steady Boxing. Awesome. And uh, we do a lot of cancer fundraising as well. We do mud runs together. And uh, I'm doing right now January, where we grow our legs for my girlfriend, Jackie Roberto, who works at the gym as well. Her cousin passed away from brain cancer. Mm. So we're doing a fundraiser for that as well. Yeah, so lots of really cool, amazing things to, with the community. Yes. Um, so how did you sort of get started in doing that? Like it was more of a personal connection or responsibility, that, you know, sense of duty? Uh, it was a personal connection. The first thing that I did, well, I've always done cancer uh, fundraisers because my parents both passed away from cancer. Mm-hmm. So I've always done cancer. But uh, I became very good friends with a gentleman named Mark LaRock, who has MS. And just from seeing his struggle and watching how valiantly he gets through life, Mm -hmm. I decided it would be a really good thing to, and I've always wanted to, do something for him. So... That was what where the MS 12-hour boxing relay was born. Yeah, that's so awesome, right? And um, I feel like, I mean, people have heard of MS and, and heard of, like, different sorts of cancers and stuff like that. But I think unless they have that personal connection, you don't totally feel it or don't, don't totally maybe understand it to its fullest extent, right? No, that's yeah. right. And some people just see the end stage where they're in wheelchairs and and really having a difficult time and don't realize that they had that life before Mm -hmm. and how well they 
can live and how research has cha has changed their lives and how how things have gotten better. So helping to be part of that and raising money that goes towards that kind of research is really awesome. Thing. Yeah, super, super fun. And um, and how many times have you done the MS Relay? This is going to be our fourth year. Wow, yeah. super exciting, hey? Yeah. And like more and more people each time, I'm guessing. Yes, and last year we made 15,000. And this year our goal is 20. That's awesome. So we're raising good money yeah. as well. And I think it's really good too because like obviously I've been to your gym before. Yes. And um, there's such a really good sense of community actually within the gym itself, right? Where, yes. you know, people are feeling like I know I was a little bit um, nervous to come because, you know, a friend of mine was going and she was like, I'm going to go to this boxing class. And I was like, I've always wanted to do that, right? And then I'd be like, but I wanted to get, I want to get in shape before I do that, which really makes no sense, right? Like, but so many think that way, right? Yeah. Because you feel like it's almost too much, or like, who are you to do something like that, right? Um, so maybe talk a little bit about sort of your vision you had for your gym and and pulling people in and what that's for sure. been for you. Um, my gym is very inclusive and very supportive and non judgmental. And that's really important to me. And it started out really tiny. I didn't have a lot of, of clients. I had a good base of really loyal people that had followed me from my girlfriend's gym. And um, then as we started to grow, I started only accepting people through interview. Mm, because, wow, interesting. Yes. And still to this day, we I ask if they have somebody coming to the gym as a referral. Yeah. Because to me, it's really important that we are a really core group of, of people that are uplifting and supportive mm -hmm. and, like I said, non-judgmental. And sometimes you can get a little bit of a negative Nelly in there and the whole dynamic and vibe changes. Yeah. So we... And because we are so that type of personality, it was really easy to start drawing on those people to help me with the fundraising mm -hmm. and help me with our little outside venues that we've put together. We've, we're going to do quite a few little side things for our boxing uh, relay to help bo boost that uh, the amount of money that yeah. we're going to give. To get so, new, uh, but it, they always say yes to everything. Yeah. Everything. Which is amazing, right? Yes. And, and I think that's why it's really important, you know, sometimes we need to look at the people that we're surrounded by, right? And so, I, what is the saying? It's like you're the sum of the five, five, people. five people that you spend time with, yes. right? Which I think we don't think about it enough, right? And so, like you said, being very, very, I don't want to say choosy, but being very specific about who you want to let in your circle, right? Yes. And and having very, you know, firm boundaries about, you know, what you you value in a friendship or in a, you know, a community of people coming together. And then once you're really clear about that, then the right people just came. That's right. Right? And it almost like did you find it was like almost easy after that when you were really yes, clear and about what you wanted? Totally. And it sometimes I just sit back and think that person is brand new, but she is so much like the rest of us. It's cr you do. It's yeah. like you're a magnet mm. to the same kind of 
people. Yes. So if you put out positive, you get positive back. And that's a huge thing that I've always believed in. And especially lately, as of late, I, I honestly really try to make sure that I'm genuine and that I am, if I say I'm doing something, I'm going to do it. And that, you know, if I want to be a, a good influence on all these people that are in yeah. this, this space. And when people come to a, a new gym, especially, they're really vulnerable. They're very nervous. They're very um, looking for that reinforcement that they're doing the right thing and that they're going to be okay and that they can do it mm -hmm. because there's so much self-doubt out there that it's so great when they walk in. And it's not just me, though, that's that way. All my staff are the same. Yeah. And everybody around them, people honestly can't believe how loving mm -hmm. it is, a community. And everyone is so welcoming and wonderful. Mm -hmm. So, I know. And I, I felt that right away actually going. So a friend of mine was going for quite a while. And she's like, you really should come. And I'd be like, oh, I don't know. Like, you know, I, I want to wait. I want to get healthier before I go. So silly because... Because, you know, like you said, people are vulnerable when they go, right? And I've been to gyms, many different gyms and classes where you come in and that, that first time you come is really, it makes or breaks it, right? Yep. And so if you come and you feel like you're being judged or you feel like you're not good enough or you're less than, then you're not going to go back or you're not going to feel good about, you know, going there, right? Exactly. And um, I felt that right away. And even um, in classes with other, you know, people who are participating who I don't know, like you just right away you click with them and you know particularly in the boxing classes you know and and the other girl will be you know punching the bag with and she'll be like yeah good that was good or whatever or like you know and it feels really really good right no one's judging each other and just really super supportive yeah. and I know a few times like when I was like you know felt like I wasn't doing good enough or I was like sorry and like apologizing and you know people would be like don't apologize like just we'll just keep going keep doing it right and yeah. So I think that's super important, and um, I had mentioned this to you before, but like you're a role model to me, definitely because you are so hardworking and you're and you you're very clear about what you want, and and you get it and you get it done right. Um, and I think in the industry of like being healthy and and having a gym, I think it's probably pretty difficult, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and like you said, you started really small. Um, and then once you were clear about that, who you wanted and more and more people came and now it's getting busier and busier. Um, but that probably doesn't happen for a lot of people with gyms, right? Like, no. And I think, I think too often people become dollar signs mm -hmm. and I'm not in this to make a whole fortune. Yeah. I'm in this because I love seeing people get healthy and I love watching the transformations mm -hmm. not just exterior but there's a lot of interior transformation yes. that happens in that gym tons and tons, tons and tons so people's self-confidence their um just the way that they carry themselves you can see changes mm -hmm. and that is more rewarding to me than the dollar definitely so you know I, I think that too often gym owners especially of ones that are small mm -hmm. and hard to fill sometimes that might just get put to the side rather than if it's kept in the foreground mm -hmm. it it will come back to you right and so people might look at it in a different way to think like well I've got a really 
get a lot of people and then I can give them that experience, right? Yeah. Because we, we know in our society we have to have money. We have to be able to operate things. But I, what I really value how you took it from a different space and you were like, I really want these certain people here. And then it, then it just, people started showing up, right? Yeah. That's so beautiful. Um, and I know recently you were just competing, right? Yes. In bodybuilding. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Sure. Okay. And that was a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. That was my second time. I've been to a lot of shows because I coach bodybuilding as well. Um, and a lot of people think of it as vanity mm-hmm. based. Yeah. It's not vanity based when it comes from, from a place where you are becoming confident within yourself. You're learning willpower. You're learning... A, I When I coach these people, I have to say people now because I used to be able to say women, but I have my first male. Exciting. So yeah. a husband and wife couple. Um, when I start coaching them and I talk to them at the first meeting, I warn them that there's going to be a lot of talk about meditation and self-talk mm-hmm. because... Uh, Food is something that you can't get away from. You have to, and within the bodybuilding community, you have to eat a lot of food. And people think that you're eating just salad and, you know, you're coming from a place of taking away rather than adding. Yeah. So you have to add a lot to your diet, a lot mm-hmm. of food, a lot of protein and a lot of vegetables. And you're eating quite often. But there is still that space where you want to cheat and have a little bit of this or have a little bit of that and self-talk is huge where where that comes Mm -hmm. into play Uh, as well as discipline self-discipline getting up early in the morning for workouts and that kind of thing so it's not just about vanity and wanting to be in a bikini up on stage Mm -hmm. for some people that is the scariest thing to even think about And they've come to me where they're, I want to do this and go right up to that and see if I can even get there. And I'm, I confidently can look at them in the face and say, you will get there. You will get on stage. Mm -hmm. Um, You will do it because once you get there, you're so proud of how hard you worked to get there that you will get up on that stage. So Mm -hmm. don't worry about that. That part we'll save to the end, but it's, it's a really rewarding thing as well to see these women and man, men just be able to do something that they love and enjoy. Obviously, you ha- you go into this because you love being of physical and, yeah. and working out and, and lifting heavy. Um, but just to see them make the whole road and the whole journey mm-hmm. is huge. And... Yeah, of course I cry because I'm a crybaby, but just to see them at that final stage is huge, huge. Well, I think it goes back to how you said the transformation that happens is not just physical, and it's actually probably more internal, that emotional and even spiritual piece of it. And I'm glad that you did bring up... that you did bring up uh, about vanity, because I think people have a really altered idea of of what bodybuilding is, right? And and they they see it from, you know, whatever. Because if you've never participated or never seen someone participate, you don't really know what that is. So you're assuming that people are, you know, starving themselves or you know taking kind of supplements or things that are not healthy for them. 
um, and staring in the mirror all the time. Right. Yeah. And, 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 you know, people don't get it, but I think like just seeing actually through the gym and watching how you guys were, you know, training and I saw the transformation in that time and how much, you know, effort goes into it and, and really you have to love it and you have to love yourself enough to, again, be disciplined and particularly for people who don't get it. Right. And there's yeah. probably, I mean, our society, um, is all about, um, like, you know, it's all about eating. So like you go out to eat somewhere and, and it's like, oh, that's all you're eating or, yeah. oh, you know, you brought your own food or right. There's so much judgment around it, yes. which is probably really difficult. Right? It, is, it, it is. And, uh, the first time I competed, I found that a lot. Mm-hmm. I, the people around me, they weren't used to it. You know, I had a lot of people. You're getting too thin. Yeah. Are you sick? That kind of thing. Uh, the second time, I can say that I had so much more support the second time around. Yeah. Uh, that and people were in awe because I was more verbal about it and I was more open about what, you know how many meals I had to eat and this, yes, they, they, this is my fifth meal and yes, this is my sixth <laughs> meal and yes, this, you know, so people were understanding and realizing and um, not judging me for it. Mm-hmm. But it's funny because when you think of boxers, yeah. boxers go through the same prep. Mm-hmm. They diet out. Yeah. They marathon runners. They diet out. Yeah. They, you know, they diet for, they diet in, then they diet out. And, you know, so, but people look at them as more athletes yeah. than what you do a bodybuilder. Totally. But body, bodybuilders work so hard. Oh, yeah. So, so hard. So and hard. they are elite athletes as well. Definitely. So I think that's super cool for people to actually learn a bit more about that and see what people have gone through, right? And then that it's not just about physical fitness. It's it's about that full body journey and yeah. and really loving yourself. Exactly. Which I think is, you know, the hugest part of it where people maybe will join a gym, particularly now like January, right? We've yeah. got our like, you know, our couple of weeks in probably by next week, you know, it's probably fizzled out by now. But um, but what are the, what is the real reason behind why you want to get in shape, right? Like. Yeah. And, and some people are like, well, I just don't like how I look or I think I'll feel better. But then it turns out to be more than that. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Have you had any of those conversations before with Definitely. clients? Yeah. A million. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, because of doing the health and wellness challenges that I do with women. Yeah. Um, it's, it's big that, you know, mm-hmm. the, the first and foremost, a lot of people nowadays, actually though, it, the verbiage is changing. A lot of it is they want to get healthy, which okay, is good. the best thing that has come about in, in this, the, the past three years since I've opened the gym, the words fat and the word skinny yep. have started to dwindle. Good. So for me, that's huge because yeah. strong and healthy is what I want. Yes. You know, and so a lot of the women are coming in and they're starting to say, I need to be healthier. I need to be stronger. I want to be healthier for my family mm-hmm. as well as myself. And it, it is a huge journey within in mm-hmm. order to, to deal with food. Yep. As food is a, a, as big an addiction as anything else. Oh in my this gosh. World. You really can't is. escape it. You yep. have to have it. So 
it's huge. Yeah. And just dealing with why we eat and when we eat and what we eat is huge for these groups of women. We yeah. really talk about that a lot and about how ways to stave off having binge eating or, or you know, making the wrong choices when you really don't want to. Mm-hmm. So we talk a lot about that as well. Yeah. Um, and just learning how to work out for the first time. A lot of them, they yes. don't realize, you know. And that's what the good thing is about having such a small gym is that everybody comes together and they all learn and help each other as mm. well. There's a lot of gyms. You could walk into a gym and, and walk in front of a machine and do the exercise absolutely backwards and nobody will walk up to you and say, you're doing that completely wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you no, know? It's, there it's will so be true. those that will, that are, are brave enough and confident enough to do it, but it often there's you're just one in a million and nobody's going to tell you. No. So being part of a nice little gym like this is great as, yeah. for that aspect as well. Well, and I think it goes back to like our sense of community and, and unity within that space, right? Yeah. And and beyond that's that, you know, you keep sort of referring to like the small community, but you're you're going out into the larger community and doing all these really big fundraisers and and getting people involved and people who are, who maybe don't even go to the gym are, yes. are coming, right? And getting yeah. involved and and people whose friends and family that go to the gym, that sort of that's how it kind of trickles, right? And you're getting this really big sense of, of just community and people coming together. And like that's sort of what I was coming across with this podcast of being under the same stars, right? So to me, when I'm looking at the stars, it's sort of one of those things where you're looking up and, and we're all looking at the same stars, right? Yes. We're looking at the same sky and it's bigger than just us. Right, it's bigger than our one our one person, and um, I don't know. Like when you hear under the same stars, what does that make you think of? Like, what does that bring to your mind? Or when you're outside looking at the stars, what does that make you feel like? Um, let me think. Mm-hmm. When I look up at the stars, I often think of people who have passed, yeah, and that they are over me watching. Mm. So. A lot of that brings me inner peace as well. That. So I love, I love that those who have gone can look down, mm-hmm. and that makes me mindful as well of the way that I behave and the way that the world is. It makes me makes you hope that under the same stars we can all come together as well mm-hmm. and not not be divided. I love that. So. For, for the most part, that's what I think of. And I also think of that I'm looking at those stars, you're looking at those stars, and that's one thing that we're seeing the same. Yes, yes, you it's know? so beautiful. And I think it's really important for us to remember that sometimes because we get so busy with our lives and jobs and running around and doing things that we don't actually sit and just stop and, and be and really think about, you know, we're very inward beings, right? We're yeah. always thinking about, well, what am I going to make for dinner? Like, what do I got to do? What did that person say to me? They looked at me weird. Like, it's this inner dialogue going on that none of that stuff is really even happening, right? Like, that exactly. person maybe looked at you weird because they had a weird thought in their own yeah. mind, right? Yeah. And and so kind of looking beyond just the self and, and what does that mean in the bigger scheme. And, and we are more the same than we are um, not the same, right? Exactly. And, and I think that's a good place where we can start 
looking at how to unify people and bring community together. So I guess I'm thinking more about unity and what that means to you or something you might want the listeners to think about when they're thinking about, you know, being a light in their community or trying to create unity within their own families or just in their own circles of people, if there's anything you might think of that might be helpful or... Well, I think that if everyone would just look at people as being people mm-hmm. and as being that they were born the same way relatively, you know yes. what I mean? Yeah. That we were all born of two people and that we all came to life the same way and that we, just because we grew up differently perhaps, doesn't mean that we don't have the same thoughts. Yeah. And, you know, if you treat somebody as an equal as opposed to not, um, and if you see somebody that needs help, give a helping hand mm-hmm. any way that you can. If you come from a place of kindness instead of meanness, yeah. um, it will change the way that you're received as well. Mm-hmm. So I, I just think that if there's something that you can do that will help your community get better, if there's any little thing, if there's somebody that you see needs help and there's something you can do to help, if there's if if there's somebody who needs a coat and you have an extra, mm-hmm. give it. Yeah. Like it, it's not hard and giving is almost a selfish act because it makes you feel just as good as the person receiving. For sure. So if you want to feel good about yourself, start giving. I love that. So true. So speaking of giving, is there, what's the next event that's coming up that you maybe want to raise awareness about? Uh, we are going to have... What one's coming first? So for our MS Boxing Relay, we do a little sub-fundraisers um, to help build the coffers for that. So we're doing February 17th. We are doing a paint day. Okay, yeah. So it will be at the Sweat Club. And that is the day before family day. So it's going to be a family theme painting. Love it. So we're gonna look for something. And my sister is uh, Janine McCallum, who she does a lot of artsy stuff. Mm-hmm. She She's very talented. She's so talented. She did our last one as well. Uh, her and Jackie Carroll, who is also another very talented painter, yes. they're going to be, they volunteer their time so that everything that we raise goes to RMS fundraising. So it will be, I believe it's $50 a person and we have snacks and you come and they teach you how to paint the painting. Everyone can change it whatever way they like. Yeah. And it's a really great day. Right. And and a good place to connect with people maybe that you haven't met before or old friends that you've seen before. If you want to bring a friend, have it a besties day. Yeah. Or bring your family member because it's a family day. Family day weekend. Mm -hmm. So beautiful. Um, And what I'll do is I'll post some of those notes um, in the show notes so that people can look at that information and some more information about Sweat Club and maybe if they're interested in learning more or talking to you. um, Anything else you want to add before we finish up? No, just thank you so much. And I, I think this is just going to be a wonderful thing for yeah, the community. I think so too. Chimi Gwetch, thanks so much. Thank you. Great. I'm 
so happy that you listened today and I'm hoping that you got a sense of, you know, how to really set those intentions for yourself and, and really be clear about what you're looking for and what you want in your life and go out and get it. And um, if you are interested, um, I have posted the Sweat Club Fitness Studio Facebook page in the show notes, as well as a link to the third annual MS 12-Hour Boxing Relay. So that's going to be happening on Sunday, May the 6th um, from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. at the Sweat Club uh, Fitness Studio in Thunder Bay. So if you're in the area and you want to participate or want to come check it out, please do that. And uh, again, I just want to say, Chimi Gwich, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it. Don't forget to subscribe and give a five-star rating because it really helps promote my podcast and gets more people listening to it. So until next time, Chimi Gwich. <laughs>